You are now tuned into Day in the Life Podcast Radio with KDV. This episode is entitled Finding Balance in Your Life. Man, it has been a while since I've spoken here at the Body of Christ Church, so gotta admit I am a little nervous just because it's been a while. And it's it's funny because I do all these different performances every other weekend at different churches and different events. But I have a powerful band of brothers that I'm all with when we perform, so we're all doing it in unity, you know. But when you're up here and you're delivering God's message, you know, you want all of God to be inside of you. You want all of God's words to come out of you. You want everything that you speak to be of God for his people. And, you know, that message isn't only just for you all. It's for me as well. Amen. So I'm going to open us up with a word of prayer, and then we're going to get started. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Father God, I come to your throne room boldly, O Lord. I thank you, O Heavenly Father, for forgiving me of my sins. Father God, I ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus, if there's anything that stands between me and you, that you remove it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, remove those sins willingly and remove those sins unwillingly, O Heavenly Father, that I've committed. Father God, I ask, O Lord, that as I deliver this message, that I increase and you increase in me, O Heavenly Father. I lay down and you raise up in me, O Heavenly Father. Let the fruit of my lips and the meditation of my heart and the meditation of my words be fruitful to your people. Father God, allow this message to go forth. Allow the Holy Spirit to touch somebody's heart out here today, Father God. That's going to allow them to be driven. That's going to allow them to change, Father God, as they walk out of this building. That whatever they hear is going to spark something on the inside to say, you know what, God, I need more of you and less of me. I need you to guide my steps. I need you, Father God, to direct my path. For your path that you direct for me is a light in front of me, O Heavenly Father. If I do it on my own, it's darkness. But if you do it, Father God, I can see the light. So we praise you. We thank you. We glorify you. We truly do pray this prayer in faith. In your son Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. What I want to talk about today is finding balance in your life. Finding balance in your life. How many of you all, you go through life sometimes and you feel like you're just overwhelmed with things? You feel like you're drowned in, in, in debt. You may be feeling like you're drowned with work too much. You come home, you don't know how to settle down. You come home, you, you're tired. You don't know how to spend time with your kids. You don't know how to spend time with your spouse or your loved ones. Your loved ones call you. They're wondering where you're at. You're just overwhelmed. And you find like you just can't find balance in your life. I want to talk about finding balance in your life. Balance is an essential part of every believer's walk. And as we all know, each and every believer has been blessed with a particular gift or talent that God has blessed us with that is to be utilized for his glory. Y'all know that all the gifts that you have do come from God, right? Some of y'all have some amazing gifts in here. Some of y'all have some talents and things that you never knew. Like, where did they come from? Your parents may look at you when you're a child and say, man, this boy is gifted. This, this, This little girl is gifted. That comes from God. But see, it's something when you can actually spend time with the Lord and say, you know what, God? I want to utilize this gift for your glory. I remember in the past, before I started doing gospel hip-hop, I was doing it for the enemy. I was out there in nightclubs performing. I was, I was talking about things I shouldn't have been talking about. And then when I got saved, I had no intention of ever stepping back into music. And then lo and behold, God said, no, you're going to use this for my glory. And man, it's been such a blessing. I've seen kids cry over this music. I've seen people give their life to Christ over this music. And I mean, it's something when you can utilize your gifting for his glory. Whether you're a cook, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an educator, whatever the case may be, utilize it for his glory. So what does the word of God say about balance? There are many scriptures that speak on balance in the Bible. So I'm going to start off with this simple scripture. And I want you guys to 
to listen to this closely with me. If you have your Bible, you can read along. And we're starting at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. A just weight is his delight. As I read that scripture, I said to myself, man, I, I want to get a deeper meaning of that. I want to get a deeper understanding of what this word is saying. So I read it in the Amplified. and the Amplified, it says, a false balance and dishonest business practices are extremely offensive to the Lord, but an accurate skill is his delight. And it, it says his in all capital letters. It says his delight. So he's saying what you do with your time, what you do with your gift and talents, if you give it to me, oh, it's my delight. I take pleasure in it. I say, man, job well done, my son. Job well done, my daughter. I get excited when you do those things for me. But the first part of that scripture says a false balance and dishonest business practices are extremely offensive to the Lord. Think about that. So now you're utilizing God's gift that he's given you for an illegitimate purpose. You may be a manager, but you're managing some sinful nature things. You're not managing what God has originally intended you to manage. And that's, that's, that's dishonest. It doesn't please God. I went even deeper. Proverbs 11, chapter 1, in the Amplified Classified Version. It says, a false balance and unrighteous dealings are extremely offensive and shameful, shamefully sinful to the Lord. But a just weight... It's his delight. Let's fast forward to Proverbs 16 11. A just weight and balance are the Lord's, and all the weights of the bag are his work. All the weights of the bag are his work. And we're going to go a little further here. I'm actually going to talk about balance. We're going to define it. I went into the Greek. I studied it a little more. And, man, God showed me some powerful things. I even broke down Proverbs 16 11 in the Amplified. A just balance and honest scales are the Lord's. All the weights of the bags are his concern. So he's concerned what you're doing with those giftings. He's concerned what you're going to utilize it for. He's saying, why don't you give it to me? Why don't you turn to me? Because I can balance out your life. If you're doing it for the enemy, if you're doing it for the world, you're not going to have any balance. People are going to tug you to and fro. People are going to pull you left and right. You're not going to be able to sit down and say, God, I, I need time so that I can focus on you. I feel like I'm not getting this right. And so this is why you want balance. This is why you want balance. So I said, okay, Lord, break this down for me. Break down balance for me. Show me what it means. Tell me what balance means in your word in a way that I can understand. And so I looked it up in the Strong's Dictionary. I looked it up in the lexicon. I broke it down in the Hebrew. And in the Hebrew is mosaine. That's what balance means, mosaine, which means a pair of scales, balances. And let's look at the technical definition of the word scale. If you were to look it up right now on your phone, pull it up, or go read it in a dictionary, there's many diff definitions of the word scale. We're talking fish scales and scale on a mountain and all these different things. But we want to look at it in a balanced perspective. And the word scale means an instrument for weighing. Scales were originally simple balances, which are a pair of scales, but are now usually devices with an internal weighing mechanism housed under a platform on which the thing to be weighed is placed with a gauge or electronic display showing the weight. So it's saying when you look at a scale, when you look at digital scales now, if you stand on the scale today, you look at your weight and you say, man, I, I, I weigh a lot. Some of us say that, right? Or some of us say, man, I need to gain some weight. I'm a little skinny. I need to go to the gym, maybe pump some iron or, you know, start eating some more food. I'm at the stage right now where I'm like, I need to cut some weight down. <laughs> I went to the doctor Monday. Y'all don't even want to know how much I weigh. Y'all don't even want to know how much I weigh. I had a picture of scales here. And just to give you guys an illustration, 
And so you guys have seen a, a scale before. Sometimes you go to the courthouses and you see a scale still. And a scale has a, a beam in the middle, and then you got chains holding these two plates on each side. With nothing on those plates, those scales are completely balanced. All right? But when you put a little bit of something on one side and you leave nothing on the other side, then one side's going to fall and the other side's going to rise. Okay? We can be that one side and God can be the other side. Or we can be that middle piece. Here we have God on one side, and then we have the cares of the world on the opposite. And we have a beam in the middle that's holding us together, or it could be setting us apart. Which one would you want that beam to be in the middle? Do you want that beam to be holding us together, or do you want it to be setting us apart? And so, so that's when sometimes you got to get on your knees and say, Lord, I want my life to be balanced with you in it. I want to be able to have equal time with my family, my wife and my kids. I want to be able to have equal time at work. But I don't want to strain myself. I don't want to sit up and do overtime all the time where I'm not seeing my family at all. I don't want to see up, I don't want to sit up and utilize my giftings and my talents all the time so much so that I'm not even spending time with you. The whole reason I'm preaching this message is because that's what I was dealing with. These past few months, this entire year has been a, a strain. God showed me some things in November where he said, I'm going to be use, utilizing you in such a capacity that, man, you're going to be blessed by it. You're going to start drawing in income by it. People are going to be hitting you up. People are going to be calling you and saying, hey, I want to do this. Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And lo and behold, he did it. But how many of y'all know that if I'm not spending time with God, then I'm missing the whole point. I'm straining my anointing. I'm quenching the Holy Spirit. I'm draining myself. I'm, I'm stressed at home. I'm not spending time with my wife and my kids. I'm neglecting them. They look up to me. They need me every single day. And so if I'm not doing, doing it the way God has intended me to do it, then I'm missing the whole point. I'm missing the whole point. So I spent some time dwelling on this issue that I had, I had been dealing with for a while. And I said, Lord, I've struggled with this for quite some time. What are you telling me balance should mean in my life? And so God gave me an acronym. If you guys want to write this down, you can. I want you to pay attention to every single word. The first letter, we know B. God gave me being. The second letter, allowed. The third letter, legitimate. The fourth letter, access. The fifth letter, needing. The sixth letter, Christ. And the seventh letter, entirely. Will you say that all together? Being allowed legitimate access, needing Christ entirely. So it's saying when we come to God with our giftings and our talents, when we come to God with the things that we're going through, he can give us balance. Because, see, when we come to God with our giftings and our talent, he's going to allow it to be used in a legitimate manner, Amen. in the way it originally intended to be used. But, see, if we're doing it on our own accord, we're using it illegitimately. This is why we need legitimate access, needing Christ entirely. We need all of him. We don't just need a minimal. We need every single part of Christ in us. It's God in Christ, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen. Needing him entirely. Remember that. Being allowed legitimate access needing Christ entirely. Balance. 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 Some of us have been blessed with an anointed ability. All of us in here have something that we can do. Something that some other people just can't do. You can, you can ask my wife. If she was here right now, she know when I cook breakfast in the morning, I have a tendency to burn everything. Especially when I cook hash browns. <laughs> I'll be in the kitchen. The other, the other morning, I think it was last weekend, I was cooking some hash browns and all the sirens started going off in the house. And I said, oh man, I had to, I had to let the windows up. To let the smoke out. <laughs> Jennifer, come on. She said, hey, you done burned up something? I said, yeah, I was cooking hash browns. You know how it goes. But that's my favorite meal to cook. My favorite meal to cook is breakfast. I won't cook anything else. 
and I burned it up. Just the hash browns. Just the hash browns. But that's not my gifting. My wife, on the other hand, man, she can cook. My mom, she can cook. My auntie, <laughs> she can cook. All you lovely ladies in here, y'all got a gift and y'all can cook. And there's some guys in here that can cook too. I know Pastor like to hop on that griddle in the morning. You get the cooking and going, making some turkey or some, some pancakes, whatever. I mean, when my brother came down here last year, my brother Will from uh, Pittsburgh, he cooked us a good old breakfast. I was like, man, and he was talking the whole time. Like it was nothing. I said, yeah, that's a gift right there. That's a gift. He, he just don't cultivate it a lot. He focuses on other things, which is, that's, that's fine. But some of us has a, have an anointed ability. Some of us can cook. Some of us can educate, teach, or coach. You know, we got daycare centers where people are expoundly good with kids. They know how to work with kids in a way like never before. Some of us know how to create or build things. We know how to draw blueprints. You know, Brother Alfred right there, man, he, he can build a house from the ground up if he wanted to. I guarantee you that. Some of us can do music or play an instrument, and I'll claim that one. I can do that one. I, I think there's some other people in here that can do it as well. Some of us know how to care for, for, for people. They know how to care for elderly individuals. One of the things I remember growing up is watching my dad take care of his dad, you know, and, and it, it always stick out to me. And I would say to myself, man, when I get older, I want to be able to care for my parents the exact same way that my dad cared for, cared for my granddad. That's, that's, that stuck with me forever. Growing up watching him do that, he would go up to the house all the time and do everything that he would need to do for his dad, take him places that he needed to take him. How many of y'all know that stuck with me? I said, I want to do the same thing. Some of us know how to manage. These are just a few abilities and gifts that everybody has been blessed with that God has given to you. Not everybody has the same gifts and ability. Paul was a tent maker. And with that being said, because he'd go different places and he would plant tents, that gave him opportunity to witness to individuals. That gave him opportunity to minister to people who had need. God knew exactly what he was doing when he created Paul and gave him that gift. So think about that for a minute. Draw on it for a second. All these things essentially each and every one of us can do, but you know it's a gift when we can point the finger to a person and we can say, you know, it's something special about that individual and the way they do this or that. This is special. They are made for it. You are made for something specific. You are made for the things that God has given you inside. But have y'all ever just sat up and said, Lord, I'm going to use this for your glory. I want to use this, Father God, to benefit your kingdom. I want to do this so that I can actually show somebody Christ in it. I'm tired of doing it for myself. I'm tired of doing it for the world. The world ain't never benefited me, nothing. They don't care about me. They only care about what I do. And so you got to sit up and you say, you know what? God, it's time for me to use this for you. And with that being said, once people see your gift, once people know what you're capable of, your time can become overwhelmingly strained. If you're doing it for the world, if you're doing it for people, if you're not doing it for God's glory, your time can become tightened up. You won't have any free time to say, you know what? God, I want to spend a little time with you. I want to spend a little time with my family. You overwork yourself. You stress out. You become imbalanced. And God wants you to have balance in your life. He wants you to have balance in your life. Between doing music videos, between engineering music, between going to different events, I was straining myself. I was working myself to the bone. And so one of my brothers down in Atlanta who also does music videos for a living, this man is, when I say he's filled with faith, he truly is filled with faith. Go by the name of Ray Knowledge. He gave me a call one night, and we just had a general conversation. And he said, man, I see the things you're doing. You know, I'm very proud of you, man. I see you, you, you're doing real good with your videos. And he was like, you don't mind me asking, are you charging people for your videos? And I was like, to be honest with you, no, not really. I'm just doing it out of the goodness of my heart. He said, well, bro, 
I, you know, this may, I'm not trying to come off incorrect when I say this, but you got to know your value. You got to know your worth in Christ. And it's okay to charge people to do a video. Because, see, if you're not letting people know your value or your worth, people are going to utilize your time in a way that's going to strain you and stress you. And I know you love God. I know you're humble. I know you do things for the Lord because you love him and you want to serve people. But also know your worth. It's okay. Don't ever sit up and think that you don't have to charge people. Because here's what ends up happening. You're going to get this call. You're going to get this call. You're going to get this call. And then you're going to have so much on your schedule trying to shoot videos for people that you ain't getting nothing out of it. <laughs> and that, that's going to kill you. That's going to kill you. You don't want to do that. And I said, man, that makes a lot of sense. And he said he had to up his prices. This man worked for Safelight for 10 years, the glass, the auto glass company. And he said when he was charging people and how much time he was being taken away from his family, he said he wasn't even making the same amount of money as he would at Safelight if you break down the actual hourly rate for what he was doing for videos on a whole full rate. He said, so he had to up his prices. He said, the beautiful thing about it is when people call him and say, hey, man, can you do a video? What's your prices? He said, well, this is how much I charge now. If they say no, he says, oh, well, that's more time than I can spend with my wife and my kids. Amen. And that's the way we got it. That's balance. That is balance. Think of it. Think of it that way. So, Because I know where God has taken me. So he wants me to learn these things. So when it comes time for me to actually step into that entity that he's creating for me, then I'll be prepared. That's what you call a prepared people for a prepared place. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. And with that being said, it can become snatched away as well. Your giftings can become snatched away if you're sitting up straining yourself. They can become greatly used or diminished. So let's look at an example in the Word of God where someone's focus was more on the task than it was on God. If you guys go to Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42 and read along with me, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. And this one is talking about Martha and Mary when Jesus actually came to visit their house. Yep, Luke chapter 10. Verses 38-42. So I hope y'all are receiving this though. Everybody, you know, is, this, is this really striking home for you? Because it's, it's a powerful message. You know, I wouldn't speak it if God didn't put it on my heart. I wouldn't speak it if God didn't put it on my heart. Verse 38 goes on to say, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. I said, Jesus, come on in. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. Man, this is awesome. Come on in, Jesus. Verse 39 says, And she said, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So she's sitting there listening to Jesus speak. She's receiving it. She's eating it up like a piece of meat. She's like, man, this, this is powerful. I need this. This is life-filling. Ooh, I feel this. This is, this is good. So both Martha and Mary both received him, but one was at his feet. Verse 40 goes on to say, But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. He's, she's like, Jesus, why is Mary all over you? I mean, I got stuff going on around the house. I'm trying to clean up. How come, you know, she can't just come in here and help me? Why she got to be in here spending time with you? What, what's going on? In balance. Martha was so much more focused on the mission than she was on the position. She was so much more focused on the doing than she was on actually spending time with God. Than she was on actually getting to know the Son of God. There's a difference. 
That's a different thing. I get, I can imagine now she in there straining herself. Oh man, I gotta clean this house up. Mm, let me get this. Man, let me, man, let me put these put these books. I gotta write. Look at all that dust right there. I gotta write that up. Mm -mm, that's nasty right there. Huh? Oh Lord, look. Mm -mm, that's some spilled juice on the floor, bro. Boy, what you doing? You got this spilled juice on the floor. I need I need to clean this up. She could just be sitting to the side and saying. God, I'm not worried about this right now. I need to spend time with you. Because if I don't spend time with you, I'm going to strain myself. I'm going to lose my mind. That's why it's so important that we get into his word in the morning and at night. That's why it's so important that we actually take the time and spend time with him. So we won't overwhelm ourselves. God will take care of every need that we have. His word says he'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But well, see, how would we ever know that if we don't read the word? How do we ever know that if we don't go and receive something that God has in store for us? If we don't hear a preacher to teach, how would we ever know that? It goes on to say, verse 41, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. You shouldn't be so careful and troubled about many things. Don't even worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow holds enough trouble of its own. God says, don't worry about it. Just give it to me. That's where you're going to find your balance at. Last verse, verse 42. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Which shall not be taken away from her. That word says, when you draw out of him, then he'll draw out of you. How many of y'all know I needed to hear that? Because I was going through this phase. I was so troubled with getting things done. I was so troubled. Oh, I better edit this video for this brother, man. I done shot this video for him. I got to get it going. It's been two weeks, and I ain't edited it yet. I've been too busy working on somebody else's video. And I've been straining and straining and straining myself. Instead of saying, no, you know what? I'm going to put this to the side. I'll get to it on God's timing, and I'm going to spend some time in his word. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. I'm going to spend some time in fellowship. This is why this message came, because it was for me. If it ain't for nobody else, it's for me. And I needed to hear it. I needed to hear it. There's a time and a season for everything. There's a time and a season for everything. Jesus finishes off saying, which shall not be taken away from her. It shall not be taken away from her. We have to be able to manage our time. And this is why we need balance. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. It talks about a time and a season for everything. God will let us know. He'll guide us to it. He'll show us exactly what we need to do. But this is why it's so important that we seek him out on every matter, to find balance, to find balance. Yesterday, me, my wife, both our kids, my sister, her kid, we all went on the nature walk yesterday. That was balance for me, to be able to spend some, some healthy, good time with my family. We walking on this three-mile nature trail. We got bugs and, and snakes. We done seen a snake swimming up the river. and. <laughs> Nasty old snake, he just slithering on up the river. I'm like, look at this joke over here. I'm seeing some deer and some fine. You know, they all spending time with one another out in the wilderness. I said, man, if the animals can spend time with one another, why we can't spend enough time with each other as well? Why we can't find that balance? If we children of God, why we can't spend time with God? He desires relationship with us. But the only way we're ever going to get it is if we seek him out. Balance. I'm going to say it again. Balance. Balance. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which has been planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn 
and a time to dance. God loves it when you dance. He loves it when you dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What time, are, what time are you in right now? What is the time God has set before you right now at this very moment? Some of us know it, but we choose not to accept it. And what God is saying is, it's okay if you lose. It's okay if you go through something. Because what I'm expecting out of you when you go through that season is to spend time with me and to give me glory regardless. Why are we straining ourselves? I ask myself that question. Why am I straining myself? Why am I keeping myself from doing what God has called me to do? Why am I keeping myself from getting on my knees at night and simply sending prayers up to him, talking to him, having that dialogue? Why am I straining myself from loving on my children the way God would have me to love on my children? Because they know it as well as I do, and it hurts. And that's why I need balance. That's why I need balance. The Word of God clearly lets us know that in this particular scripture, that there is a season for everything, a time and a place for each particular portion we enable and endure. But although there is a season for everything, we want to focus on managing those seasons with God by allowing the Holy Spirit and every believer has received when they confess Jesus Christ as Lord over their life to guide us on. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to comfort us. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to speak the deep and secret things within us that we know not. That's what he desires for us. That's what he desires for us. But mind you this, the reason we have to consult God first is because he doesn't desire for us to stress over the assignments he has given us. He don't want you to stress. He don't want you to worry. He don't want you to bug yourself out. Focus on him. Matthew 6.33. This is a familiar scripture for a lot of us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. In his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. He's saying seek him. Every morning when you wake up. Every morning when you open your eyes. Say good morning father. This is a gift. I thank you for this day father. I thank you father God for allowing me to make it this day father. I know father God you allow me to wake up. Because you have a specific assignment and a purpose for me father. This isn't, a, 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 this isn't by accident that I'm, I'm here on this earth today, Father. Somebody didn't wake up this morning, Father. Somebody died in their sleep and you took them on home tonight, Father. So what is it that you had me to do? I'm not just going to sit down on my lazy butt all day doing nothing. I'm going to seek you out. I'm going to ask what it is that you had me to do this very day so I can go and serve you, so I can go and be a willing vessel. But you're going to bring me peace that I won't have to stress over anything in the midst of me doing it. Life with you, God, is an adventure. It's a journey. That's what it is. It's exciting. You don't know what's ahead of you, but God knows what's ahead of you. And that's why you got to trust him in it. That's why you got to trust him in it. 34 says, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So don't you stress about tomorrow. Don't you worry about it. God is already ahead of it. A day is a thousand years to him as a thousand years is a day. He already knows what's going on. And if you're a child of God, you need not worry. You need not stress. 
balance. Let's go back to that, balance. Can everybody say that with me, balance? Balance. balance. So I want to help you out by giving you a set of priorities that you can start to live by. Seven things. Do y'all know that seven means complete? Yes, man. Amen. If you want to write this down, you can. You can go back and look at it on Facebook, however you want to do it. The first step is this. Wake up and give God glory. Yes. Give him glory. Number two, praise and worship him. Get into his word. Talk to him. Say, Lord, I adore you. I admonish you, Lord. You are my all and my everything, Lord. I love you more than I love anything else in this world. I praise and worship you, Heavenly Father. And so I just thank you for who you are and who you are by yourself, Lord God. Number three, ask God what it is he would have you to do today. Say, Lord, this is a day that you're recording in my book. What do you want me to do this day? I know the angels of heaven, they're writing down everything that I do. What do you want me to do on this day? Lead me on it, Lord. Guide me on it, Lord. I know you want me to be a blessing to somebody. Number four, meditate on scripture. When you get into that word, say, Lord, what word do you want me to hold on to this day? Because when you go out into the field, when you go out to work, when you go out and you go do whatever it is you got to do for the day, there may be a particular scripture that you read that very morning that takes grab to your heart. And somebody may cross your path. And that scripture may be for them. They may be telling you about something that's going on, and you're like, oh, my God, I just read that this morning. I want to give you this scripture, my brother. I want to give you this scripture, my sister, and we're going to pray about this thing and watch God work. And, man, man, that's powerful. Number five, upon every request asked of others, consult God before you give an answer. You don't have to give an answer right away. You don't have to jump at opportunity every time it happens. I love him, Brother Gabriel. Y'all know Brother Gabriel, right? Apostle Gabriel Cross. I remember one day he gave me a call, and he had an opportunity to go out to the Double Wards in Las Vegas and perform. And that's, <laughs> that's a big opportunity, right? I know if it was me, man, I'd be like, woo, I'm going to Vegas, man. I'm going to perform on stage. Woo, KDV, boy, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get up on stage. We're going to rock it tonight. Brother Gabriel got there. And as we're talking on the phone, he said, God told me no. I'm like, Lord, what? (laughs) You telling me no? He said, I don't want you to perform this day. I got you here in Las Vegas, but I ain't got you here to perform today. You'll do it another time, but not today. He said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? I want you and I want you and your your companions. I want y'all to go out on the street and I want y'all to minister. Ain't no telling what could have happened had Gabriel would have said no? Somebody could have went into a crack house, got some drugs, and had an overdose that night had he not administered to that individual. Somebody could have went and did a drug deal with somebody and got shot because they were trying to get that other person money had he not have went and ministered to that individual. He found balance in the midst of that situation. He said, Lord, I don't know what it is you need me to do out here, but because you're telling me to do it, then guess what? I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to go do it. That's your balance right there. And I guarantee you, he would not have heard from the Lord the way he did had he not have spent time with him that morning. This is why you need balance. Because God is going to weigh out the scales. People are going to see it and they're going to be blessed by it. Your family is going to see it. They're going to hear the testimony and they're going to be blessed by it. And they say, you know what? I desire that same relationship with God that he desires. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do the exact same thing. 
Meditate on that scripture. And upon every request, ask of others, consult God before you give an answer. We got two more here. Six, prioritize time with your loved ones. Find that time to spend with your loved ones. Because if you're not spending time with them at all, they ain't going to know who you are. They ain't going to know what you're doing. I don't never see him no more. He always locked up in that room working on something. He always out and about doing something. I know that he a man of God, but I don't never see him no more. I know she a woman of God, but I don't never see him no more. She always gone somewhere. I don't know my husband. I don't know my wife. Mommy and daddy looking, looking at you strange. I don't know you no more. I mean, I see you, daddy, but, you know, okay, you here. Well, what's your name again? Especially when they're kids. That's not what you want. You want to prioritize your time with your kids. Prioritize your time with your family. God will strategically allow family gatherings to take place so that you can have a joyous time with them. And don't just be in, the, in, in there with your family not doing anything, just sitting to the side and just, oh, yeah, they playing, let them do what they want. No, not even interacting. Interact with them. Do something memorable that you used to do as a child that your parents did with you. They're going to remember. That's memories they're going to remember forever. Spend time with them. Last but not least, number seven, take care of yourself. Allow your yourself time to exercise. And rest. Because if you don't, that, once again, that falls in the imbalance category. That strains you, that hurts you. you. You need to go to the doctor all the time. You're not feeling good. Give yourself some time to go to the gym, exercise, and do some push-ups and sit up at home. It don't take nothing but a, a 30 minutes to an hour a day. That's all you need. Get out there and take, take care of that temple you got that God has given you. 1 Corinthians 14.40 says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Balance. Let it be done decently and in order. Find structure in your life with God. The only way you're going to find it is if you seek Him first. Every single day. Every single day. I'm almost done, saints. I didn't want to keep you all alone. Just wanted to get this simple message out that God has placed on my heart and I truly do pray that He's blessing you this day. The true reason we need balance in our walk with Christ in our everyday life and so that we can learn to put God above all things, above all areas of our life. Saints of God, we don't have to be so burdened with the things of life that we neglect God, that we neglect being in his presence, that we neglect our spouse or our children. And if we seek him first, God will guide us through the terrain, through all of the rough tracks. He'll guide us through that narrow path that he has set us on. But he wants you to have that balance. And the only way you're going to have it is if you seek him first. So seek him each day on this journey. Give him your burdens. Let him balance out the scales of your life. So you won't have one side all the way down here and God all the way up there. He wants you to balance out the scales so that you can be on the even plane. Put that time frame where you got time with him. And then put that time frame where you got time with the people that he places around you. But at the same time, God is still with you, working through you. And then you got balance. Now the scales are even. This is what he desires for your life. Matthew 11, chapter 28 through 30. I know a lot of you get burdened with things sometimes. And if you've been feeling like you're going through so much with life that you don't know how to come to God, you don't know how to seek him first, we're going to read it right here in Scripture. I know that you're going through. I know that you're straining. I know that you're feeling like everything is way too much in your life. I know that you feel like you don't know how to find that balance. You don't know how to seek God out. But God made it so simple and plain in his word. It's right here written. It's right there for you. Matthew 11, chapter 28. Uh, chapter, Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. His word says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. If you're burdened with imbalance, if you're burdened with the things of this world, he says, come unto me. He said, I will give you life. Jesus came so that you may have life, and guess what? Have it more than abundant. You ever wonder how people became millionaires? You ever wonder how people have so many things and they're able to manage it well? Because they spend time with God. When we were out on that nature trail, we went, we went over in a rich neighborhood, too. Big old houses, beautiful big houses, man. I mean, oh, my goodness. I kept telling my sister, I said, I'm going to give me one of these houses one day. You best believe that. I'm working on it now. I'm trusting the process. I'm trusting God. I know that he got it for me. He don't desire for me to be broke. Say anything with y'all. He don't desire for y'all to be broke. But you got to seek him out first. Because if you do this on your own, man, you're going to send yourself to an early grave. You're going to send yourself to an early grave. I said, I'm going to give me one of these houses. We saw some rich people walking out on that trail. And they just look, they just look at, at ease, you know. They look, they look peaceful. They didn't look worried. They didn't look overstrained. I guarantee you they had a, 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 a super busy week coming up at their job or whatever. They, the doctors, lawyers, whatever the case may be, directors. I'm sure they had some stuff going on. And they just walking on the trail, just happy as can be, smiling. I said, Lord, they probably talking to God, in the, you know, in their spirit. Talking to God under their breath, and we don't even know it. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. You, you, look at your, 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 your creation, God. It's so beautiful out here. Look at your, your little beautiful deer over there, over there just hanging out. I see some red robins flying in the sky. God, they're so beautiful. I thank you. I thank you. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Yeah. And that's the reason why he wants you to seek him first. His burden is light, saints. If you come to him, if you allow his presence to overtake you, every obstacle that comes your way, every attack of the enemy that comes your way, it's going to be easy. It ain't going to be nothing to you. It'll be like a boulder sitting on the shores, and you got the waves smacking up against that boulder. But that boulder ain't moving nowhere. Yeah, that's Satan. He the, he the waves on the shore smacking you right now as you're sitting on the sand. But it ain't even bothering you. You're like, I ain't moved by what I hear or what I see. But I'm only moved by the word of God. Amen. Satan, I've been, in, I've been in the presence of the Lord this morning. You can't hurt me. You can't touch me. You ain't got no type of weapon that can harm me right now. Because guess what? I got the whole armor of God on. And that's why. Ain't nothing you can do, Satan, that can touch me, that can stop me, that can hold me down. Because I've been in the presence of the Lord. I've been walking with God. And that's where he wants you at. But the only way you're going to experience that is if you come to him. Come to him. Come to him. His burden is light. He never intended it for, to be hard for you, saints. He never intended to make this tough for you. You see, the only reason it's tough is because we're not seeking him out. We're not seeking his will. Lastly, I want to leave you with this particular scripture I will be reading in the English Standard Version. Keep your life free from love of money. This is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. He said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And so, with that being said, some of us, we burden ourselves because there's the desires that we have in our heart. Some of us, we burden ourselves because we're looking for things that we want. We see that other people have, and we're like, you know what, I want that same thing for my family. 
So we work, we work, we work, we work, we strain, we strain, we strain, we strain. And we don't spend no time with God. Some of that may be you today. Some of y'all may have been dealing with that same thing day in and day out. That you've been working so much overtime that you're not spending time with God. And God is saying, no, don't strain yourself, son. Don't strain yourself, daughter. Be content with what you have. Which means that even though you don't have it yet, still be at peace. Still be at ease. Give me glory. Give me praise. Spend some time with me. I know the desires you have in your heart. I'll give it to you. But all you got to do is seek me out. And if you've been struggling with that same thing, maybe you just need prayer to say, Lord, I need balance back in my life. I need to be where you are. I desire what you have for me because your way is perfect. Yes. And you know that if I have this desire in my heart, if I seek you out, you'll give it to me. Hallelujah. How many of y'all believe that? Hallelujah. If you believe that God has it in store for you, yes. then guess what? You can have it on earth as it is in heaven. But some of y'all may not know Christ yet. Some of y'all may not have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord over your life. And so if you want to find that perfect balance, if you know that you've been going through your entire life without having Jesus and wondering why you've been straining, wondering why you've been feeling depressed or oppressed or feeling like you want to kill yourself or you want to go to the drugs or the drink, then get to know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. From what I see, I believe everybody in here is already saved. But some of y'all may just want to come back and say, you know what? I want that balance back in my life. So come up and receive prayer. If you need prayer over something, if you're saying, Lord, I'm content with what I got, so I just want to give you glory. But I've been having, having a hard time giving you glory because I've been overwhelmed with things. Come up and receive it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Stay tuned for the next episode of Day in the Life Podcast Radio with KDV.